And I won't stop till both these squirrels get their nuts Hey, huh, you know it's good when we freaking King size squeaking after I ease in If you was with me, baby, 24-7 Best believe that every single day would be a sweet day Huh, curry sweeter than a cheesecake If you want beef, prophecy would be a beefcake I make love to you till you fall asleep Leave you a sweet dream between the sheets Twas the night before that night I was born on that day, but not last night Once upon a time, I had my cash right Plug called, he ain't act right I'm far from a slow nigga in this fast life He pulled up, I got low, hit the black light Once upon a time What's good, everybody? It's your man Big Dom coming live at you with another, another True Players Podcast episode Which we are officially in season 5 of the True Players Podcast no, this is not the four year, fourth year anniversary of the podcast. This is a regular episode. We will definitely have that that new episode, the fourth year anniversary podcast, with my boy, with my brother Joey G, um, the, my new co-host Just J. Um, hopefully, some guest co-hosts as well as Prophecy Black Rose joining us on the, the fourth year anniversary. But that's going to be another episode today. I want to talk about. Something that's big that's going on in the NBA right now. Of course, you guys already heard it already. Um, as soon as Kyrie Irving opts into his um, player option, Kevin Durant asked for a trade out of um, Brooklyn Nets. Um, I have a lot to say about that, especially um, calling out um, KD, calling out. Um, I'm not too much calling out Kyrie. Um, too much from calling out AD on this one because you you know you, you left Golden State. You probably you felt salty that Golden State won the chip without you, and now with all the turmoil that's going out going down going down there over there in Brooklyn, you know now you're trying to trying to find the escape. But, but before I jump into all of that, you know, um, we're gonna talk about the New York Knicks and the moves they made. Um, draft night was not exciting for us. You know they 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 picked up uh, the draft of a French guy and ended up trading him, I believe to Indiana some shit like that. I, I don't remember. I, I, that's what I heard when I seen that pick. Um, I kind of like was like going just going through the motions in the NBA draft. It's probably the first NBA draft I actually was going through the motions and like this whatever. Um, the minute the minute we didn't get an opportunity to trade up and and, and draft Jaden uh, Ivy. The Knicks. I, I had a feeling Knicks was not was not too inter- interested in, in the draft. They did, you know. Thing about it is about these Knicks. The past few years, they've been they've been hitting home runs with the second round picks. They picked up one in the, in, the, in Duke player. So let's see what happens with that. They've been hitting hitting home runs with the second round picks. I must say that. So during draft night, they get they were able to drop. Um, you know, get rid of some salary. They got rid of Kimball Walker. Um, traded to Detroit for um some draft picks. And some money. Um, what can I say about Kemba Walker? I I I I I equate him to what we did with Glenn Rice when we traded for Glenn Rice. We got those two men four years too late, and it's the same situation with Kemba Walker. When he was healthy and had and his knees was 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 going great, healthy knees, he was a guy that we should have um, went after for the point guard point guard position. We didn't. We ended up getting him late. He got hurt, and then boom, this is what happened. Um, he had a couple of great games for the Knicks in the season, but he just did not fit with Tom Thibodeau's um, um, 
brand of basketball. And plus, he wasn't healthy enough to handle that. So <clears throat> that's one of the reasons why reasons reasons why he was traded. The Knicks had no use for him. It's kind of sad when I hate a home a hometown player being jettisoned the way he was jettisoned, as if he wasn't worth the signing. Me personally, I love the signing, um, but it, it it just did not work out. You know, it just didn't just didn't work out. The Knicks eventually later on end up trading Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel to Detroit as well, which you know they got more draft picks. They they got out of the, got out of the salary cap hell that they needed to 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 sign their prize free agent, the free agent that they really wanted, Jalen Brunson to the New York Knicks. Four years, $104 million. I was, they, they, it was rumors that he was probably looking for more like 120, but he opted, came in on a, on a, on a smaller contract. Part of the reason this is his daddy, Rick Brunson, is on the coaching staff of the New York Knicks. That can help facilitate the situation. And plus, Tom Thibodeau has it has um a history with Jalen Brunson. Knew him since he was a little kid, when his um his daddy was playing for the Knicks. So Thibodeau understands what he's getting with this particular point guard. Um, would I've loved to see them try to run it with um Emmanuel quickly as a starting point guard for next year? Yes, I would have. This does this does stunt his growth as a basketball player. And I hear a lot of people, I've listened to other people's podcasts, a lot of YouTube channels saying maybe we should trade um, Emmanuel quickly now since we've got Jalen Brunson. Maybe we should, we should trade Obi Toppin and things like that. Well, I don't understand why these guys are actually entertaining trading away young players off this team. This is the first time we have, this is the first time in years we have some great young players to grow, grow along with on this team, as well as Quentin Grimes and, and Deuce. You know what I'm saying, and we and we and we finally got things right. We resigned Mitchell Robinson. I'm telling you guys, once one if Mitchell Robinson can, Robinson can stay healthy through the entire season, he's going to be a beast. He's going to be a beast. He's going to be blocking shots. He's still going to lead the league in lead, lead the league in field goal field goal percentage. Last year, he what he had seventy percent field goal percentage, blocking shots, grabbing rebounds. I think with Jalen Brunson, the toughness that he showed. In the playoffs, when um, the, the Mavericks was playing without Luka Doncic for for a few games when he was injured, and he showed his metal, he showed his toughness, and this is that the type of player we need for the Knicks. Now, the question is: by us signing Jalen Brunson, does that stop us from getting Spider Mitchell? In my opinion, is we could still get Spider Mitchell. Not Spider Mitchell. Now you got to play around with. Now the, all the excess of graphics that we have, we got now you got to now you got to entertain putting Emmanuel quickly in that deal, or Obi Toppin or both in that deal for Spider Mitchell. My opinion, you know, I'm not trading those guys for anybody. I seen what those guys seen seen what those guys produced when they were given when they were playing 40 plus minutes per game, and I know I seen it. These not guys you just give away. <clears throat> the both of them. The focus should be, right now, Knicks fans, whether you agree with me or not, is working on the ability to get to trade Julius Randle and or Evan Fournier off this team to get more salary cap room to sign more players. Also, do not trade Cam Reddish. 
do not trade Cam Reddish. If I was the GM, if I was Leon Rose, I would not trade Cam Reddish right now. Let's see what he could do as him being a starting small forward. And I think it's more of it's more of a um incentive to trade Evan Fournier. For me, as a general manager. I prefer to trade both him and Randall. But it's more of an incentive to trade Fournier because you got somebody, a young player there, that is that could probably put up the same numbers he that he put that Fournier put up and provide better defense in Cam Reddish, in my opinion. You could fight me on that, fight me on that all you want, but that's my opinion. And I'm gonna stick with my opinion because this is my podcast. You know, anybody wants to challenge my opinion, feel free to email me and we'll jump on the podcast. We'll talk about it. So also Nick signed in, signed a depth, depth uh, center, um, Isaiah Hardenstein, two years, 16 million. This is a, this is a center that could stretch the floor. Um, if you do keep Randall, it gives Randall some more room to operate in the post when Mitch Robinson is, is on the bench resting, or if, he, if Robinson gets injured, you, you give that space to Randall to operate in the, um, in the post. Um, good player, 8.3 points last year. Shoots the ball well, grabs some rebounds. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. He'll give us better, better offense than Nerlens Noel's gave us the past two years. And, you know, I feel bad because Nerlens Noel was, was, was injured last year. And it didn't really contribute to the team much, but what for me was the, was the contract situation. I didn't want to trade my my trade away my fellow Zoe, my fellow Haitian, you know. But the the contract made it necessary for us to trade him to get more cap space, because things the thing the thing you got to think about is, but if you're a Knicks fan, you got to think about the contracts down the line for R.J. Barrett. <clears throat> His extension is coming up soon. You know what I'm saying? I spoke to you guys recent. I spoke to you guys in many podcasts about how I want Zion Williamson on this team. Now I have changed my mind. I do not want him on the New York Knicks. I feel that we have the we have a powerful of the future on the team, which is Obi Toppin. We have to make the make the way to to provide him with the forty minutes playing time that he needs to flourish as an NBA player. <clears throat> Does he need to improve his? He needs to improve improve his um, three point shooting. He needs to improve his eighteen foot jumper. And I feel if this man with his, with his athleticism improves his eighteen foot jumper and a three point shot. Hey, I hate to say it, I don't want to jinx him, but he could be Amari Stoudemire without the injuries. I feel he could be that dominant in a basketball game. And plus, it'll 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 allow Jalen Brunson to operate the way he wants to operate as a point guard of the team. I think it could be some issues with him. Um, with if you keep Randall, it could be some issues because Jalen Jalen Brunson is a tough kid. He's gonna dem- demand that he brings the ball up court and tell Randall go in the post and where you're supposed to be, and be a power forward, not a point forward. You know what I'm saying? That's only if the Knicks do keep Julius Randall. But I will I will I will. Speak about a possible trade that could solve problems for both New York basketball teams. But <clears throat> we we will not talk. We'll talk about that a little later in the podcast. A little later. I'm going to touch you guys on that. I'm going to promise you that. Um, next moves need to be made. Um, when we, what do I feel the Knicks could do more? Hmm. I think you got it. You got you got you another superstar. Too bad um, 
The only way I would have ever entertain trading Cam Reddish if the Knicks could come in, go in there, and try to sign Brandon Beal. And Brandon Beal resigned with the Wizards, so that's out of the question. Need another big-time superstar, another big-time scorer to go in there with R.J. Barrett, to go in there with either Julius Randle or Obi Toppin at the, at the four and go from there. The fact that you signed um, Hardenstein, you can't you can't rock um, Randle and Obi Toppin on the floor at the same time. You can't do it. Can't do it. So, <clears throat> so um, pardon me, I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, so, pardon me for that. And the, the thing is, the, the thing is, too, you, the, the Thibodeau is not comfortable with that type of lineup. So, we'll go from there. But another, another sentimental signing, I can, I can see the Knicks making, and it's getting, it's getting a lot of steam, <clears throat> which is um, Carmelo Anthony returning to the New York Knicks. I have a lot of Knicks fans saying, hell no, we don't want him, this, that, and the other. What, what he's going to do, let's give time to the young players. Let me tell you guys something. We signed Jalen Brunson, which stunted the, stunted the playing time of IQ. We still got Derrick Rose on the team, which is also going to affect IQ's playing time. You understand what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> so, bringing Melo have him help him train um, Obi Top and help him work with um, the young players, how to be professional NBA players. I think it would be a bonus for the New York Knicks. I actually, I honestly truly believe that it's going to be a bonus for the New York Knicks. And um, let's bring him back. Why not? Why not? Let's get that um, that bad taste of the Los Angeles Lakers out of his mouth. And let him finish off his career at home with the New York Knicks. And as we go back to his birth, as we go to his birth, birth borough, and the dilemma that they're having right now with their superstar players, players who shun the New York Knicks to play over there. I'm gonna be straight with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys something. You got you Brooklyn Nets fans. They're not gonna like what I'm gonna say about your team. But the reason why Kyrie and Katie went to went to them is because of your cream puff owner and your cream puff on front office. Those guys, those guys come in there and just bully everybody and tell them what to do. And and what it, what it hap- what happened was <clears throat> you got this situation right now as we speak. That they let the inmates run the asylum and this is what you're getting. You actually think KD or Kyrie could come into um, the garden? And tell Jim Dolan to do. It may work for a little bit, but Dolan Dolan is is, is that motherfucker. It's like if that shit ain't working, he gonna fuck it up and be like, yo yo, this we need to go back the way it was before. He ain't gonna sit there and let that shit rock. These guys got Kenny Atkinson Atkinson fired. A guy who the year before they came to the Nets. Got this team to the playoffs with Spencer Dinwiddie as the starting point guard. Think about that for a second, bro. Everybody, think about that for a second. I like Dinwiddie as a player. You know what I'm saying? James Harden came in there with a trade, and he wanted he wanted to run out of Brooklyn. He wanted to go to Philadelphia because he couldn't stand Kate, um, Kyrie. Because of the situation with the vaccination and all that stuff, listen... I'm I'm not gonna even touch that subject because it, it, for me it's 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 it, it's close to home to me. <clears throat> it, it hits close to home to me. I'm not gonna 
hit. I'm not going to diss Kyrie because he didn't make the sacrifice for his team or this, that, and the other. I just felt that, you know, the laws was kind of fucked up in that. And that's something that, thanks to the owner, Joe Sai, I, I did call him a cream puff owner, but he's the reason why they lifted all those mandates up in New York City. He was the reason why. He put in a word to Mr. Adams, Mayor Adams, and said, yo, bro, lift them, lift them mandates, please. And when you have money, you got power, that shit will go a long way. So, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so, it goes a long way. But anyway, Kyrie opts into his $36 million um, player option after he was unable to get a concert extension with the New York, New, with the Brooklyn Nets um, over money. But the thing is that you can't... The reason why... The, I understand why the, the front office... Um, didn't give him the extension that he wanted because they couldn't. They can't trust him. Last year was the situation with the vaccination. Last, the year before was he needed a mental health break. Uh, what else could happen to this great player who who always finds reasons to take days off? And that's not fair to hold the team hostage when you're getting paid that much money. You know what I'm saying? You know how many people would love to be paid that much money just to play basketball instead of instead of working a nine to five job. Listen, I'm one of them. Now, would I would would I would take would I have taken that shot to make sure I played that, you know, you know, play the, to earn that contract? Um, you know, this is the call integrity, and this is the call intelligence. The three eyes. Integrity. Intelligence and um, something that Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle did a few years ago, and, and intensity, intelligence, integrity, and, and intensity. That's something you know. I I spoke about how I felt about the particular, the particular inoculation. You know, what I'm saying on previous podcasts and stuff like that. Integrity, intensity, intelligence getting paid $36 million a year. What price do you put your integrity on? Let's be honest. What price do you put your, what price do you hold your integrity up to? And I'm not saying I'm a sellout, but I probably would have done the same thing Kyrie did because eventually that that shit was going to be lifted. You know, it's just too bad it's not lifted for the healthcare workers or the, the teachers or the DOE. So it can be lifted for a basketball player. It can't be lifted for the for a healthcare worker. I digress. Okay, guys, I digress. But anyway, let's get back to basketball. Okay. Um, KD requested a trade. He go. He asked the owner for a trade um, Sunday. Um, he has two top teams he wants to go to, which is Miami and Phoenix. I mean, Kevin Durant is a great player. Um, his mentality—he wanted to come back, come back east to be close to home. But I just feel that him being now, he wants to go jump to another team. Now, if I was him, if I was KD. I'd go to the Nets office. I don't care how loyal a good friend of mine am to Kyrie. I'd be like, listen, trade Kyrie, get me, find me the point guard. Hell, 
this is probably been a great scenario. I'm giving I'm giving freaking um, Sean Marks and Josiah an idea. How about you flip Kyrie to Utah for Spider Mitchell? You think KD would want to stay after that? You think KD would would keep his trade request if we brought him Spider Mitchell? Think about that stuff, Nets. Think about it. I'm giving you guys ideas, and I'm a Knicks fan. You should call Utah. Don't give in the KDs the trade demands. You give a call to Utah, see what it would take to get Donovan Mitchell. Do that. Make that happen. KD is already, already KD. KD has already been rumors that he wants to play with two potential All Star players. Bruh, KD, stop. Okay, just stop. Put yourself on a good team. You have a good team right now. What you need to do is get another point guard and probably another scorer to help you in that task. And like I said, the Nets was the Nets were distracted by the Kyrie situation and not KD requesting a trade. When Brandon Beal opted out of his contract with the Wizards, the Nets should have been like, okay, let me try to make KD happy and see what I can do to sign Brandon Beal and give him that uh, that that scorer from the two position, and then trade Kyrie for a for a point guard. Whether it's Donovan Mitchell or DeAndre Fox or De'Aaron Fox. I'm sorry. De'Aaron Fox over there in Sacramento. See, Boston got better. They got Brogdon. And now you can move back Marcus Smart back to the two and just so you can be off guard, off the ball player and play great defense. You can do something like that. But all signs point to um, Kyrie going to, um, to the Lakers. All signs point to it because it makes sense. Lakers and Nets both have two players that they don't want, which is um, Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving. And then whatever trades, whatever people they add, whatever piece they add around that, they're going to make that happen and trade them. <clears throat> And see if Kevin Durant would buy in, would play with, with, with Russell Westbrook again. Would he buy into that? I honestly don't think so because he left. Let me tell you something. When he left, when KD left to go to Golden State, he left Russell Westbrook in OKC. Why? Because Russell Westbrook is a turnover machine, and not a not a winning uh, not a winning player. That's why one of the reasons, one of the reasons why he went to Golden State. Plus, he wanted the easy ring. Let's be real. He wants the easy ring. He got his easy ring. He wants to make his um, legacy in Brooklyn. That's him bringing Brooklyn the championship. But listen, that's not gonna. That, we already know that's not going to happen. Milwaukee's making a comeback. Boston got better. Miami's making a comeback. You you, you got top two, top three teams in the Eastern Conference right now. You know what I'm saying? So that's not going to happen. Sorry, KD. Um, that's not going to happen. But like I said, had the Brooklyn Nets had a better coach, 
which I felt they had with Kenny Atkinson over Steve Nash. I believe the Nets would, the Brooklyn Nets would probably would have been in the NBA Finals these past two years. As simple as that is coaching. You give Mark Jackson that team with Kate, with, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And with that's with that roster, they're going to the championship. They're going to they're going to the NBA Finals. Steve Nash, he's a Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame point guard. I'm not taking that away from him. But he has no experience being a head coach, and his head coach acumen is not that great. I'm shocked because he, as, as good of a, great of a player he was, he should not be scared of fucking Kyrie Irving or fucking Kevin Durant. That's a Hall of, that's a Hall of Fame player. That's a head coach. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of like kind of bothered me a little bit with that situation. But you should never be afraid of that situation. You should never be afraid of those two players. His resume speaks for him, speaks for itself. I don't care if, if Kyrie Irving said that that he took two two Kobe's um two MVP titles. I don't care about that. Steve Nash balling. He balled every night. He never took a night off. He balled every fucking night. That's something that Kyrie can never say that he balled every night. Steve Nash balled every night when he was on that court. So give that man his respect. Give that man his flowers. You know what I'm saying? This, but this, these are two. These are trades that could help. I feel could help both New York teams if they if Kevin Durant will get off his shit about not one, not not wanting to play for the Knicks, telling everybody it's not cool to be a, not it's not cool to be a Knicks fan. It's not cool. It's not cool to be a Nick. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, and they can stay, stay competitive. The, the the Brooklyn Nets would take back Julius Randle and Evan Fournier for Kevin Durant, and they should give them some draft picks too, because the, the Nets don't have much um, first round draft picks. You put Kevin Durant with Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, with an improving. Improving IQ, along with Obi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson, the next team, the next team could be a top top four team in the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna even say it out loud: top three team. And you got Cam Reddish coming off the bench. Now you can even even flirt with the idea now. If you need that one more score, you trade Cam Reddish, and possibly either quickly or Grimes or, or I'm not trading Toppin. I don't want to trade Toppin or IQ. But if you find to make that magic happen, to get another score in there with Durant and R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson run the point guard, a, a solid point guard, not a flashy one, a solid point guard that's going to come to play every night. This next this next team with Kevin Durant could go to, could, could could go to the NBA Finals, in my opinion. In that Eastern Conference, I believe they could. That could solve everyone's problems in New York, right now, if KD has the courage to step and wear that New York Knicks uniform. 
but he wants to play with two all-star players alongside him. He wants to go to Phoenix where he can play with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I heard he already bought a mansion in, in, in Toronto. He wants to play with Van Vliet and Siakam. My, I don't think Miami has the, enough to even get him without bringing up that bringing up that, that core of team that he has, that they have down there. Unless you unless you resign Oladipo and, and trade him and send him along with them to Brooklyn. And do they have do they have enough draft picks to even to satisfy Brooklyn? You know? Like I said, if I was Brooklyn, I'm staying pat with Kevin Durant. But I'll try to trade um Kyrie Irving in a heartbeat. I'll try to trade him in a heartbeat. Even if it's to get, even if it's to get Brian, um, Russell Westbrook. I'm saying Brian Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. To Brooklyn to pair him back with KD. It's only going to be for one year. Well, at, at least a half a year until they figure out, the, until they find a trade they want for um, Kevin Durant. So, that's what I'm going to say about that end, guys. You could definitely um, chime in later on. I want to speak a little bit about the trade that happened today, Baker Mayfield going to the Panthers, where he's going to be playing, competing with Sam Darnold, again, for the starting position of the quarterback. The first time they competed against each other was to compete for the number one draft pick in the 2018 season. Now they get to compete for the starting job for the Carolina Panthers. I think Cleveland messed up on this trade because I felt that Due to the pending suspension of um, Deshaun Watson, I would have kept Baker Mayfield on the team and, and 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 made him the starting quarterback for the year. This is his last year. Why not? Fifth round draft pick is like unless unless you're gonna hit hit get a Tom Brady or someone like that in the fifth round, like 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 um, New England did back in the day. But what's the chance of that? So, that's what I would do. Honestly, I would have, I would have kept Baker Mayfield having to start the season. And uh, of course, we got to talk about my New York Mets. But I'm gonna give an honorable mention to the New York Yankees, who are by far the best team record-wise in the entire Major League Baseball. And they're doing this with Garrett Cole as their as their as their starting rotation. Um, Louis Severino is back. I don't even know half the I don't even know half the pitching staff anymore in the New York Yankees. In the nineties and the early two thousands, you knew it was it was it was, it was Boomer Wells, David Cohn, Clemens, and Andy Pettit. Off the four, off the rip, top four, off the top of your head, easy. Now you just you just remember Garrett Cole because he signed a three hundred million dollar contract. And 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 then Luis Severino, the homegrown talent. But they're playing um, some great baseball right now. <clears throat> I'm just keep my eye on the Aaron Judge situation with this contract situation to find out if they're able to resign him. Because you know if the Yankees mess up and not resign Aaron Judge, he's coming to Queens, baby. He's coming to Queens. Uncle Steve ain't gonna. Uncle Steve ain't playing. He want his ring. And as far as the New York Mets goes today, they're 50 and 31. You know, um, 
50, 19 games over 500 without Jacob DeGrom pitching a single inning this season and with Matt Serger missing about five or six starts. Which is a, which is a testament to Buck Showalter's managing and how he's handling that bullpen. Trevor May has been out for about a month, month or so. The bullpen still, in my opinion, the bullpen still needs more improvement. But they're they're, they're, they're treading water, and in nineteen, this is a team that's treading water, and their record is nineteen games over five hundred. They're fifty and thirty one, and they're treading water. Now think about when they get their big the big guns back. Scherzer, the ground comes back into that team, and Tyler McGill comes back. Cookie Carrasco, he got bombed, I think, in um, two starts ago. He's making a slight resurgence back to his career. And David Peterson filled in, is filling an admiral B for Tyler McGill's um, missing a start. And Bassett, Bassett's pitching great too. The Mets can only get better without making a single trade. But people are talking about they do need a left-handed bat, bat for that DH. You know, let me tell you something about the New, let me tell you the New York Mets fans. I'm talking to um, Billy Epler, Buck Showalter, Uncle Steve Cohen. You don't need to make a trade for that big left-handed bat at the trading deadline. There's some guy sitting at home who wore that man uniform that wore number 30 last year and played right field for you guys. Who could definitely fill in that fill in that position, and all you all you have to do is give him money. And that his name is Michael Michael Conforto. Will solve that problem instantly, if he's healthy with that shoulder. You can use that trade. You can use the trading chips to get another, another starting pitcher or another bullpen arm. But if you want that bat, you better call up Scott Boris and say like, "Yo, listen, stop fucking around." We want Michael Conforto back on the team. Let's let's negotiate on a, on a, a one-year contract and go from there. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. So on that note, before I sign off on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure meeting, pleasure doing this podcast with you guys. Um, I keep making promises I'm going to be more consistent, and, and that's, that's a more important thing to me. Most important thing for me right now, um, but you know, life happens. You know, what I'm saying, health wise, personal wise, professional wise, life does happen, and I'm gonna try my best along with my brother Joey G to keep giving hitting you guys with, bless you guys with a new episode every week. It's only fair, and we and you know we can see we love you guys. We love all the, all our supporters. We love everybody who been on the show, whether it was um, Miss Nadia, um, Prophecy Black Rose. Um, Ricky Brown, which we, we dearly miss him. Judge Jay, who just joined the, the team. Um, Hanif, who've been um, one of my classmates, who've been on the podcast. Carmine, who has been on the car on the podcast. Um, who else am I missing? Jesus Christ, I missed. I miss. I'm missing a lot of people, but it's too many people to count on to remember at this state state right now. But we think everybody joining us on the podcast has been four years. Four years strong as we go on to a year five. And I can't wait to do the 40, fourth year anniversary episode with my brother Joey G. Um, I'm hoping to have uh, Mars on the podcast. I'm hoping to have Live Neutral on the podcast. 
Kyle on the podcast, uh, Miss Nadia on the podcast. Um, that's, this is my hope, but it's not guaranteed. But we'll see what happens. Just stay tuned for the announcement of when that podcast will happen. Uh, me and Georgie got to sit down and talk <clears throat> and, and provide you guys with an outstanding fourth year anniversary podcast of the of the True Players podcast, the best way we know how. And like I said, we're going to sign off on this podcast. You can listen to this podcast on Anchor, um, <clears throat> Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. Um, you can watch the video version on YouTube. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, any questions, definitely hit me up on the, com- on the comments, and we'll definitely ha- address them on the next podcast episode. So it's your man, Big Dom, signing off on this podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Dance off, bro.